Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty from the Armstrong and Getty Show. There are some really good people, our injured military men and women, who really need our help. Our Warrior Foundation Freedom Station fundraiser aims to do that. Please go to armstrongandgettyradio.com to make a donation right now. to warm up a little bit. Uh, oh, musically. With the fiddle. Um, I think you're a little flat. And uh, we're going to do that uh, probably coming up here in a little bit. We'll set a little mini goal. I will play the violin mm. or fiddle, if you will. You know, they're actually exactly the same thing. It's just a different name. Hmm. Um, and I will play a little bit. I don't actually play. I don't know how to play. Uh, and I will play it until we raise a certain amount of money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Now, what is that all about? Well, that's what we're going to tell you now. Yeah, it is an organization that helps some of our uh, warriors at the time they need it the most, whether it is uh, physical injuries, uh, amputations, post-traumatic stress. So we've met a lot of beautiful, beautiful guys who are trying to bounce back from that. 
um, uh, traumatic brain injury for our warriors transitioning to civilian life. And just when they need it the most, there's this incredible organization that is all volunteers that pinches your pennies like crazy. Uh, to help out in whatever way they need. And we're just so proud and so happy to support it. Josue Baron is a gentleman we have met in the years past. It's good to see you again, Josue. Thank How are you? Uh, get like within an inch of the mic if you can do that. Um, you're a Marine, medically retired. Um, can you tell us uh, about uh, you know your service and when you got injured and what happened? And we'll just go from there if that's okay. Yeah, so um, I was stationed with 3rd Battalion 5th Marines out of Camp Pendleton. And we deployed in 2010 to Afghanistan. And October 21st is when um, I stepped on an IED, lost my left leg and my left eye uh, due to shrapnel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tell us about the recovery. How long, how many operations, that sort of thing? Well, from there, um, I think it was like seven days later I woke up. I had no idea. I had gone through Germany and another hospital, and I ended up at Bethesda at, at the Naval Medical Center in Maryland. And the East Coast, and that's when I met my wife there. And from there, the recovery started. I was there for a month, and I was like, I need to go home. And they're like, where do you live? I'm like, you know, San Diego. So they flew me back to San Diego. I ended up at the Naval Hospital in San Diego, and that's where I did two years of recovery, uh, learning how to walk, trying to get my vision back, um, trying to see what I was going to get on my right eye, what, what was left, and, you know, with, Mm-hmm. With prescription glasses, I was able to get twenty twenty on one eye, and my left eye was just completely blind. Yeah, that's really cool. You're close to home because I know you know there are young men and women from all over America at Balboa, um, so that's really cool. Um, how, how old were you at this point? So I was twenty one at 20, that point. Twenty one, and where's Freedom Station come into your life? So Freedom Station comes into my life when um, uh, I already I'm still active duty. They sent me to base housing, and me and my wife, because I didn't want to live in the barracks. And um, I was surrounded by active duty military, but it, they were. I was a little timid because I'm, you know, 21. I just lost my leg, my left eye, and now I'm scared to come out, you know, to the world. And and what are people gonna think? How are people gonna look at me? And my neighbors are just, you know, regular able-bodied military guys. So I met Sandy at one of the fundraisers that she was doing. We're talking about Sandy Lemcooler, the yeah. president of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. So mm-hmm. I met them at a, at a fundraiser, and I saw that she had a poster with the Freedom Station picture. And I was like, what is this place? And she explained there's a place, you know, where people, uh, guys, you know, that are going through a similar situation like you can come and transition. And, you know, it'll help you uh, save money and, you know, just get ready for, for the real world after the military mm-hmm. and I was like, man, you know, do they take a married couple? Cause during that time it was me and my wife and we were the first uh, married couple to get to the freedom station. And I was just a little like, are they going to take us or not? And she took us right away. And then from there I saw my neighbors were guys in my unit too, that had lost limbs. And it was just a community that I, I was like, man, I wake up in the morning. There's a guy next to me that lives next to me. That's missing three limbs. There's a guy next to me that's missing another one. So I'm like, I feel a lot comfortable. And I feel like that was the best part of my recovery. It was just surrounding myself with guys that were going through a similar situation as me. Yeah, like I can imagine. Uh, yeah, that's that's got to be incredibly important. I mean, just that comfort and to be able to share things that you could never share with me. And I wish you could, but you can't. I mean, that's got to be just huge. 
Yeah, well, across the street from the Freedom Station, there's a Starbucks, and I was. It's only like twenty feet away, you know. And I was when I got to the Freedom Station, I was like, I can't go alone. I'm like, you know, I, I was scared because I was like, you know, once again, what are people gonna say or you know or tell me? And I will get another guy in a wheelchair that lived next to me, and I would tell him, "Hey, you want to go to Starbucks with me?" And I will push him on my one leg, and I'm like, "Let's go," you know, because yeah. now there's two people that people can talk to, you know. Yeah. Wow, and, and you're probably one of the bravest guys I've ever sat next to, you know. But that's what yeah, the yeah, injuries yeah. and all can do to a guy. No, no, yeah, you know, you, <laughs> you you before you get injured, you know, you're 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 fighting the war, you know, you're not you're not scared of anything. And then now, you know, you come back home missing a leg and eye and an injury like that, that people can see right away. Right. Um, it just, it was something that I was a little scared of at okay. first. All right, Josue, I got to jump in here because I know all the women listening who don't know your story are saying, wait a minute, he said he met his wife in Maryland and you guys glossed right over it. <laughs> so t- tell us about that. No, no, I, di- I didn't meet her in Maryland. Oh, okay. She flew to Maryland to meet me oh, there. Oh, okay. And, um, it was, so it, you two knew each other prior yeah, to yeah, your we, injury we and everything already, like that? We were already married and, um, and you know, she was the first one they called my mom and her. Oh, okay. And then she flew out to, um, to Maryland to right. meet me there. Well, and, as, you know, as long as we're talking about your family, you have two beautiful kids now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I got, I got two kids and oh, man. expecting another one. Oh, hello. Yeah. Hello, Team 3. I got three oh, yeah. kids, too. <laughs> Way to go, making more of the loyal Americans. <laughs> so Freedom Station makes some uh, huge differences in people's lives. We've heard these stories for years now, and that's why we have you guys come on. Because we think when people hear this, we'll think, okay, I get it. I get what right. they're doing here, and it takes money. And you can donate money at armstrongandgettyradio.com. We're trying to hit $300,000 by the end of our show today. Right. And so whether you can spare ten dollars, uh, you know, times are tight. We totally respect that. That ten dollars is, is incredibly appreciated. If times are good for you, you can spare five hundred, a thousand bucks, ten thousand, whatever that number is. Please, please give as generously as you can. Armstrong and Getty dot com. Couple things you do, you need to know about Hostway if you've never met him. Number one, your left eye is now the Marine Globe and Anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You gonna keep that uh, for life? Um, I'm going to keep it for a while. Yeah. And okay. so it's kind of like a haircut. You get used to it. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> if I, if I want to put some now, it's going to take me a couple of weeks to get used to that. Too. Right. So yeah. right. for now, this is good. And then the second thing, cause this is new to us is you're just in a movie. Yeah. Um, I got, I got invited to, um, come out in the movie with, uh, Jennifer Garner and it takes place in LA uh-huh. and, I grew up in L.A. too, and and I grew up in gangs before I got injured, and this movie kind of took me back because I'm supposed to play a, a gang member who fights. Um, you know, it, it's a fighting scene. Wow! I'm supposed to play a gang member, so it kind of took me back to memory lane. Oh boy! And, um, and it was something that it, I was supposed to play that character, but I lived that life before uh, I joined the Marine Corps. Right. So right. is the Marine Corps the toughest gang on earth? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it's the best one, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, the movie's called Peppermint. Um, so when that comes out, I'll be going to see that. Yeah, it's coming <laughs> out cool. uh, next year. Cool. Okay. Good for you. Very good. Josue Barron, Marine, proud. Mm-hmm. Movie star. Movie star, dad, husband. And, you know, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you, but Freedom Station had a hell of a role to play in you being who you are today. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Freedom Station gave me the confidence that I needed um, 
to get back on my feet and kind of just continue with my life and then, you know, learn from other guys that are going through similar injuries as me and know that, you know, there's somebody out there struggling, you know, as bad as you, but they're still moving on and finding a way to carry on. And and I feel like for us now is, is trying to figure out what we can do with our bodies now and just, you know, use it to our advantage and just, you know, keep going forward. Right. Right. Amen. Awesome. So whatever you can give Armstrong and Getty radio.com. And uh, one thing you need to know about freedom station, nobody gets a salary. Nobody's making any money. The, the pennies uh, you you uh, donate are, are squeezed till they squeal. Uh, there's so much reaching out to the community. Hey, how can you help? Uh, can you give this? I mean, they they are so efficient with your dollars. So trust in that. We would not steer you wrong. I know you're a brave man. You've been through a lot, but you don't want to hear me play the fiddle. And that is coming up next when we're going to try to raise some more money. Right, that's right. If you won't respond to patriotism and honor and, and duty as Americans, we're going to browbeat you into it. We're going <laughs> to we're going to hit you where it hurts. So stay with us. Yeah, so we're doing that next. Um, We'll probably do a little update, figure out where we are, set a little mini goal. I will start playing the violin, and you're going to donate until we hit that goal. Yes. Um, Until we hit that goal, I will play the violin. Until the FCC steps in. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, it's, you know, it's the carrot and stick approach, and this is the stick. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Year after year, are amazed at the generosity of uh, the Armstrong and Getty Show audience. I swear to God, I love you people, except yeah. those of you I don't like. But <laughs> I hate you. Those of you I like, I, I swear, I swear, you people. I, I am proud to be whatever I am, <laughs> whatever this is that's, I'm doing. That's, that's well said. To do it, <laughs> to do it for you. Is a thing resist we much and much will we be well, dedicated? Let, let, why are we gushing? Let's right. do this. Yeah. Drum roll, please. In our effort to hit three hundred thousand dollars by the end of Friday, which it was a hell of a, an aggressive goal, and we're actually thinking yesterday we're not going to be able to make it. We currently stand at three hundred three thousand eight hundred sixty-one dollars. Yeah. Holy made it. cow! We made it, and it's only twenty after eight. Yeah, but there are a lot of people who still haven't given. I know. Right. I know. And and a lot of it they intend to. They're going to. They just haven't gotten to it yet. Well, so uh, so we have this dilemma. We were. Well, what do we set here for a little mini goal? As I break out the violin. Well, which I call know, a fiddle. As life progresses, Jack, you got to change your goals. You've got to reach high, ever higher or, or or lower, depending on your, uh, you know, okay. your philosophies. But um, but listen. So we're at what three oh three and change, Sean? Uh, just jumped just up again. Good three oh four and change. Is anybody hurt? Um, three oh four. I think we could probably get to three ten. <laughs> I know. Um, so a couple of things about the violin. I understand this is quite an expensive instrument uh, that somebody donated. It, it, believe it or not, it has nice tone. It does. Yeah. It's the nicest sounding violin I've ever played, yes. and I don't play the violin, so that doesn't say a lot. I think I have an $800 violin I've been bringing in over mm-hmm. the years. Fiddle. Yeah. yeah. And this is, uh, this, is, uh, this is a five-figure Instruments. It's worth more than my car. Yeah, this is a five-figure instrument right here. Yeah, wow, excellent. So what we're going to do is... And it's it's going to start screaming in pain as soon as I start playing it. <laughs> Jack and I uh, have been discussing what we're going to do exactly. 
and uh, and we've decided that we will uh, <laughs> we will attempt to bring something of the American spirit to you through voice and fiddle, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. He sounds. And then I start. Then we start playing. You start donating at ArmstrongYetiRadio right. dot and until we hit what did you say? Three oh three ten. Till we hit three ten, I will continue to play. Yeah, ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com, As much as you can give, ladies and gentlemen, the John Denver Classic, "Take Me Home, Country Roads." You want to start it, Jack? What key would you like? <clears throat> That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what key you choose. Two, three, four. I'm play it however I want. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like a breeze. Okay, audience, it's just me and you now. There's one way you can make this stop. Sing along, country roads. Take me home to the place I I need to Mount, get a low note same in here. key, <laughs> Mountain Mama. The low notes are to the left. <laughs> Take me home, country roads. That's Arms, a pretty good note right there. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. All, all my memories gather round her. Modest lady, stranger to blue waters. Right, we're, we're making progress. You know, the notes I get, the rhythm, How? why is the rhythm off? <laughs> Dark and dusty, painted on the sky. Misty taste of moonshine, teardrop in my eye. Country roads, take me home to the place. I'm sorry about that one. I belong. I'm sorry about that one. That was a little rough. Right you left me hanging out on the high note. <laughs> Less than three thousand dollars more try to make. Can you try that again? Try that note again. I'm going to try to find that. Hit, right. hit that note again. To the place. Not Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, that was pretty Thank good. Thank you. So where yeah. are we, Sean? We are at 307,000 and change, so we're less than 3,000 okay. on the uh, left to go. And oh. uh, the ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com is so easy. We need a whale to save us all here. Sean, uh, any whales? Any, where, do we hear? Where my whales do, at? Where are my whales at? <laughs> where my whales be at? <laughs> There's the whale right there. We need a whale to come in with a four-figure donation to put an end to this. I know what you're thinking. Please, God, tell me they don't have another song. We well, have one more song. Your hopes are dashed, uh, <laughs> folks. The patriotic Woody Guthrie classic, This Land is Your Land. Two, three, four. This land is your land. <laughs> this land you. is my <laughs> land. From California oh, to the New up. York Island. Oh, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. Come fast. Come this fast. land was made for you and me. As I was walking oh, that oh, river of highway, I saw above me a nameless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. There are a lot of verses. Come on, give, give us there, please, what, do, what do we have, Sean? We're on 315,000. We did it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we had a, the, 315, ladies and germs. Oh, oh. I knew a whale would come in. A couple Ooh. whale sightings. That was uh, 
Oh, that was a big one. He breached. That- he did the thing where he exhaled through his uh, through his blowhole. <laughs> right. She blows. Let's just uh, with all the you know the levity of the uh, amateurish violin playing and the breaking of the laws of God, man, the FCC, and the Geneva Convention. Let us not <laughs> overlook the fact that we now are at three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Three hundred and nineteen thousand dollars. Okay, Good so call Lord. it call it three twenty at at about eight thirty in the morning on Friday. When I I honestly thought we had overshot with our goal this year. Um, introducing to a lot of you a brand new a brand new cause with right. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station takes a little explaining to what it is, and you know you figuring out okay what kind of organization is this, and looking at their financials and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we got there easily three twenty, and it's only eight thirty. Where are we going to get by? We need a goal for ten o'clock. Oh God, I don't even know. I mean, the generosity of the folks is. Just so exceeded my expectations. I don't even know what the goal should be. I, I, I don't know. I, I realize numbers help, but as much as you can give, and I'm telling you, listen. Here's I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be dad Joe here, which I am occasionally. Um, when you see these these beautiful young guys and gals too, because there are a handful of gals that really need this help. When you see these young men, God, they're boys. They're boys, and they are in such need, and they are at a crossroads of their lives where. They could become heroes and role models and dads and and leaders and Americans, or they can become homeless, or they can become a suicide. And we are right at that 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 V in the road, or the you know the fork in the road. And uh, and your contributions to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station do a hell of a lot toward making sure it's the good road that these guys go on. Yeah. So. If you want to take a dark practical view of it, for a lot of these people, uh, you're gonna you're gonna pay for them. One way or the other. You're going to help them get on their feet so they can support themselves, or they're not going to make it, and right. we're going to be supporting them that way. Or we'll just have to witness the tragedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so either way, so thank you. You know, we, uh, this means a lot to us. It really does, because we've spent so much time with the folks at Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We've seen what they do. So, uh, thanks. You meet everybody. the people that work there and the people that have benefited from it. Yeah, you, you donate too. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. That is pretty awesome. And we're sorry for what you heard. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> very, very sorry. That was rough. I What's coming up in news, Marshall? It uh, got better towards the end. Yeah, it, did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it did. Trump tweeting cheers for Roy Moore this morning. You got Putin on the prowl, the Russian bears on the hunt, and a big score. Get ready for Tesla beer trucks. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. I'm in favor of all beer trucks, so I guess I'm in favor of this, but I'll stay tuned. Yeah, man, that's a roll of the dice, Trump getting involved in the Moore campaign to the extent that he is. And I don't think he needs to for Moore to win. I think he could stay out of it. Well, Um, example 433 of things the POTUS does I just don't get. We'll talk about that coming up. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Text line not being kind to my fiddle playing. Oh my! Um, yes. Well, everybody's a critic. Yeah. Different sorts of music appeal to different sorts of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I'd imagine there's a little bit of you raped my ears, but uh, again, trolls hate is gonna hate. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. Maybe your goal should be to play the fiddle better. <laughs> That'd be a good goal. <laughs> Says one texter. Well, there's. Uh... <laughs> 
criticism there. <laughs> Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, we got a battle on several fronts being waged in Southern California now as firefighters continue dealing with six wildfires. The latest in northern San Diego County, where more buildings are being destroyed, at least 65 now. The fires burn more than 4,100 acres, 0% containment. In Ventura, California, the largest of the fires, that's the Thomas Fire, is now 10% contained after burning about 141,000 acres. There have been some flare-ups, but with milder winds expected today and tomorrow there, there's a chance the fire crews might be able to begin to take the upper hand. Yeah, you know, it's f- funny. I'm just thinking about all of our friends in the Bay Area who are who, are, who know what the folks in the San Diego yeah. area are going through and our folks in the L.A. area and, and the rest of it. Uh, you know, the frantic, frantic effort to save the horses, for instance. Yes. Uh, yesterday and, and, and people staying up all night to see if their neighborhood was next and the rest of it. It's just, it's rough. And, and in December, for goodness sakes... Hours before speaking to thousands of people at a rally in Pensacola, Florida tonight, President Trump continues pushing hard for Republican Roy Moore in the Alabama Senate race. A hotly contested runoff election is going to happen on Tuesday. And in a tweet this morning, Trump urged Alabama Republicans to turn out for more. He tweeted, last thing the Make America Great Again agenda needs is a liberal Democrat in the Senate where we have so little margin for victory already. The Pelosi-Schumer puppet Jones would vote against us 100% of the time. He's bad on crime, life, border, vets, guns, and military. Vote Roy Moore! Exclamation point. Yeah, but he's nicer to your 14-year-old daughter, which yeah. is the issue with a lot of people. I don't understand why the president... I could see if it were close, he might put his uh, his capital on the line because he wants the Senate to be in uh, you know in the hands of the Republicans. Right. Um, but he doesn't have to. The, the polls, all the polls indicate that Moore's going to win. If I'm the president, I just stay out of it. Is there a chance they have internal polls that are a little darker? I suppose from yeah. the you know Republican perspective. Yeah, but will they heave him out? Will they get him in then heave him out? Which to me is a win. Uh, you know, if you're a uh, Republican, a conservative, whatever, um, that way you, you preserve the balance of power in the Senate and you get rid of the alleged perv. Um, but there's got to be at least a measure of Roy Moore cooperating with that effort to get him out. And I don't see that happening. We got this text. Take my retirement if you want. Just make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think we've gone too far. The Russian bears on the move. Turkish officials say Russian President Putin will travel to Turkey December 11th for talks with President Erdogan about Jerusalem's status and other issues. Erdogan's office says the two leaders are going to take up President Trump's decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital as well as the situation in Syria. Both leaders expressing concern the U.S. decision on Jerusalem will, quote, negatively affect peace and stability in the region. So Putin uh, getting closer and closer with the Turks. And- oh, great. Well, yeah, whoever is sticking their thumb in the United States eye, Putin's their buddy, which makes it so weird that a lot of pro-Trump people are, are, are pro-Putin now. Putin wants nothing but to screw us and bring us down. Whether you love Trump or hate him, that doesn't change the truth of of, of that statement. When you got the whole weird, Turkey is actually a member of NATO, yeah. and, and, and NATO is certainly not, in general, 
um, in league with the Russians ever. And yet Turkey has gone Islamist on us. So what the hell they are at this point is, yeah. you know, anybody's guess. Tesla trucks turning out to be a big deal. Beer may be soon delivered in a Tesla. Anheuser-Busch has placed an order for 40 all-electric Tesla big rigs. The Budweiser Brewer reportedly placing one of the largest orders Tesla has received so far for the futuristic trucks. So did you say those were electric or self-driving? No, these are electric. Electric, okay. Yeah. The uh, Tesla's head honcho, Elon Musk, unveiled the semis last month in L.A., told the crowd they'll be in production starting in early 2019. Tesla officials say if you want one, you need to pluck down a $5,000 deposit. And a lot of businesses have expressed uh, interest in these all-electric Tesla trucks, the big rigs. Just reminding me, I had a buddy who drove a Coors Light truck in college, and uh, man, did he Was have he the your life. your best friend? <laughs> man, did he have the life. He would uh, he'd just drive around all the bars all day and all evening, stop right. by, have a beer, talk to people, talk to girls. Sling a keg in there. Give the buy the girls some free beer because that was part of his job. Wow. One of my uh, one of my gigs in between uh, radio right. jobs was uh, working for a beer distributor, and I still use those cards to cut in lines at various clubs and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm the sales rep here. Yeah, yeah. This is my this is my place. <laughs> and nice. my buddy at work, yeah. I'd go down to where he worked at the the big Coors Light building there in town, and they had a. Right. Ta- I always just thought it was so cool. They just had a tap on the wall. Oh. You could walk up and get a, drink, a beer anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> Candyland for adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Voice of the West. Uh, so you got that going for you. So we hit our goal. We're going to have to set a new goal. We'll do that here in a little bit. And um, we, Yeah, but I mean, yeah. The the goal, we didn't think we could reach it. But, you know, if, if, if y'all are that generous and there's still people who haven't given to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, we need to keep going because the goal, uh, come on, the goal is to help as many guys and gals as we can. Well, and build a Freedom Station, too, which right. is something they're talking about. And fly them home for their, uh, to the, the families for the holidays. Yeah. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. Click. Give. I cannot believe that uh, Roy Moore is going to end up getting uh, voted in as a U.S. Senator. Certainly looking that way. got more on that coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Pretty good going all feeling strong. So this could... Just, you just punched me in the face. I categorically deny those allegations. Amber, you just punched me. Did I? That doesn't sound like me. Anyone who knows me would say that's very out of character. Amber, you came out here, you sat down, and you punched me in the face. I remember those events differently. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's some good uh, good commentary yeah. right there. I like it. Yeah, thanks for tuning in the Armstrong and Getty Show Friday, huh? Oh, huh? Am I right? Thanks be to God, as they say. Uh, four hundred is our new goal. Four hundred grand. Warrior Foundation Freedom yeah. Station, which we will hit by the end of next hour. We've got yeah. another trick up our sleeve. Sean is going to talk about something that will drive you to your wallets. Yes, next uh, hour. Stay tuned if you dare. Uh, those of you who have to depart at nine, we understand completely. Thanks a million for listening. Very quickly, I don't understand. You should stick around before we go. Quit your job. That's right. Uh, whatever. Uh, just keep listening. Uh, I've been reading about the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, the more I learn about it, the more amazing it is. 
the one thing about centrally planned economies is that they brook no dissent. They're evil. They're repressive. They, they trample on human rights. They are bizarre. They're inefficient. They squander money. They steal, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, and two stories to that point. Number one, turns out that the Elizabeth Warren designed CFPB was routing hundreds of millions of dollars in fines. And remember, they made up the rules, then they decided who was guilty, then they find financial institutions. They would route hundreds of millions of dollars of those fines to progressive organizations. This is all coming out now. So they used it as a giant slush fund. It's not that shocking when you remember that. <laughs> According to the uh, Open Secrets, which is the nonpartisan website that that measures who gives what to whom politically, um, the employees, the uh, bureaucrats of the cons- the CFPB, uh, gave to Democrats five hundred and ninety three to one over Republicans, five ninety three to one. That's amazing. Which, you know, that reminds me of the the FBI uh, investigation into Trump. One of the Congress people last night was saying, how come everybody is so hardcore Democrat? I mean, you just, like, randomly chose these people, right. and it turns out everybody is on the other side? It's a coincidence. Sometimes you flip a coin ten times, it comes up ten, ten times in a row. It's just, it's amazing. Or or is it? Well, I just think bureaucrats vote for the party which believes in more bureaucracy. Oh, well, it makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so that all, and, and I could talk about that for an hour if you want, but... We don't have that much time, so I want to segue into this story. It's a follow-up, actually, a story from Oregon that we've been following. It's the story of Mats Jarlström. He graduated from engineering school in Sweden. He was an airplane camera mechanic in the Swedish Air Force, worked in R&D at an electronics manufacturer, etc., He's uh, earned his living in the U.S. now, Oregon specifically, uh, designing and repairing audio equipment. He is, by all counts, an engineer. But this is going to start, you're going to remember this now when I say this. His wife got a red light ticket from one of those red light cameras in Beaverton. And he, as an engineer, did a bunch of research, and it showed that the mathematical formula and the timing of yellow lights was outdated and unfair to drivers, that it was a scam, that it was unjust, etc., etc. And he thought, wow, this is important, not just for my wife, but for the people of Oregon. So when he brought this to the attention of state officials, they fined him $500 for unlicensed practice of engineering. You may remember when we brought this story up. Yeah. A a nearly two-year investigation by the board, the Oregon State Board of Examiners for Engineering and Land Surveying, did a two-year investigation, found he had violated state law that says only state-licensed engineers can speak publicly about technical matters, which is an egregious and obvious violation of the First Amendment. I can talk about engineering matters, you totalitarian MFs. That's so Sorry for that. I do, I'm kind of into this. That's so straight out of the Soviet Union. Oh, my God. So this guy who, who came to government said, hey, you know, this happens to be my area of expertise. And, and the math is wrong in this stuff. They not only said, shut up and go away. They said, we're going to fine you. We're going to punish you for that. Now, this week, more than four years down the line, Jarlstrom got some news. Yar. 
Yarlstrom. On Monday, Oregon's Attorney General conceded that the engineering board had trampled on his free speech rights. It took you four years to figure that out? Right. We have admitted to violating Mr. Yarlstrom's rights, said Christina L. Beattie Walters, Senior Assistant Attorney General and Junior Amateur Constitution Scholar, told a federal magistrate in Portland... State's action against Yarlstrom under the state's professional, blah, 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 quote, was not narrowly tailored to any compelling straight state interest, she added in court filings. State has already cut a check for Yarlstrom for $500. Traffic camera saga is not over. Oregon wants the lawsuit thrown out that Yarlstrom filed. But Yarlstrom and his attorneys for the Institute for Justice want the law itself declared unconstitutional. The others, uh, they say others have been improperly investigated and fined for protected speech. Yeah, he's not talking about the, uh, the red light camera law. He's talking about the uh, speaking about engineering without a, a license thing. Uh, says attorney Samuel Gedge, one of my heroes, the existence of these laws and the way they've been applied time and time again has violated free speech rights. Past history suggests the board can't be trusted on how the laws should be applied constitutionally. Well, no, no, clearly not. You know, let's not focus on the answer they churned out. Let's focus on the fact that they asked the question at all. Should we let this guy talk about engineering? Good Lord, that is shocking. And I'm telling you, having studied this since I was a a lad who couldn't grow a proper mustache, centrally planned economies, centrally planned societies demand obedience. Otherwise, there's no way to get the central planning going. And once you establish the fact that, well, we, the wise bureaucrats, the technocrats who know which way this ought to go, once you've instituted the plan, you must insist on obedience to execute the plan. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's as natural as, as, you know, inhale, exhale. You can't have central planning without compelling people to obey. So Portlandia, the te- check yourself. So the text line is blowing up with some breaking news. This has come out of Fox News so far, but I'm sure all the other media is going to jump on it because they're going to be very excited with this news. The original Roy Moore accuser who got this whole thing going admits she forged the yearbook ex- uh, uh, inscription attributed to him. Oh, She herself my. has admitted she forged the signature in the yearbook, which was one of the arguments she was making. She was, it was part of her story. It was her evidence. It was some of her evidence, right? Yeah. And, and some of you pointed out that there were those saying it was forged at the time. I remember that. Right. And it sounded pretty hinky, the whole they brought in handwriting experts and all that sort of stuff. It reminds me of some other stuff that turned out to be ridiculous. But in this be- case. Because, yeah, because the pushback wasn't as strong uh, about, you know, some of the actual goings on. Oh, going. Hmm, uh, things happening. Occurrences. Yes. So, um, I'll have to look into this. Uh, I don't know who she told this to. It's just coming across the wires, and man, the text line is exploding with with people saying this. Does that mean you can't trust her with anything in a uh, in a in a courtroom? That's the way they do it. Her, if, well, if one part of your testimony turns out to be a lie, you throw out everything. Well, you certainly can. Yeah, yeah, as a juror. Yeah, you got no credibility. I don't believe you. Get. Uh, if you'd lie about that, you'd lie about other stuff. How if interesting. You're, if it's so true and so good, why'd you have to exaggerate? God, there's such a human tendency to do that. Now, I don't know whether this gal made up everything or if she just thought, you know, 
I really need to make this stick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add to it a little bit. Man, we see that all the time. People just are not content to let the truth stand up for itself. They have to embellish a little. This certainly does give the Roy Moore supporters some great ammunition, including the president tonight who's going down to the Alabama border. Some some great cover. Yeah, if this if this is true and it you know becomes known, uh, he's a senator. Oh, I think he's going to be anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that that is an, a significant development. We'll get an update on the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station and raise some more money coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.